Good morning, Virginia. This is We the People 2020, Curtis Fitzpatrick. It's May 28th, 2020. Um, today, we're going to continue the coronavirus outrage. Um, this will be my second episode on this issue. Um, I just want to say hey to all my friends out there. I want to give a big shout out to Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Barack Obama, and George Soros, and you know, Bill Gates as well, all my big buddies out there. But um, getting down to the matter, um, we the people in Virginia aren't really very happy right now. Um, As of tomorrow, the 29th of May, our dear governor, Comrade Northam, has made it a mandatory that we all have to wear masks. Now, if any of you have not actually read the order, I would encourage you to go to the governor's website and read it for yourself. I've done a little bit of an outline on it, but um, as I like to say, there's no better way than to get it from the horse's mouth himself. But um, basically, it is a class one misdemeanor. And um, this is executive order 63, but it's a class one misdemeanor if you do not wear a mask. Um, There are exceptions, but for the most part, you know what's going to happen. You can probably get away with walking down the street and not wearing your mask, but when you go into Walmart to get something and you refuse to put it on, you refuse to leave the store, that's when you're going to get arrested and that's when you're going to get in trouble. So they kind of got us there. An interesting thing on his executive order, though, is it makes it sound like the health department is going to enforce it. And um, I don't know about you guys, but when's the last time you've seen the health department set up a roadblock to set out uh, citations for something? I don't really know that they have the authority to, I mean, are they going to have them running around Walmart giving people citations? Um, that that will be interesting. But um, I, um, I went and looked it up, and what is it, da, da, da. They have, um, it's code 32.1 slash 27 um, makes this, it says it's a civil offense um, up to $25,000 fine. That's kind of a blanket law that's not actually necessarily covering the mask. That's an actual code for this type of misdemeanor, which is this executive order um, 63. But um, my point is it makes mention of the circuit court. So the thing is... I'm not quite certain, I'm not a lawyer, but I'm getting the impression they're saying that you can be sued civilly for a violation of that, um, which would pretty much make sense because that's what how they'd have to do it. But mark my words, they will have law enforcement enforcing it um, because they could probably charge you with, um, what's that one they love to charge people with? Um, um, uh, not civil disobedience, um, you know, um, being obnoxious. There's a name for it. I can't remember it. Disorderly conduct. That's what I was looking for. They probably will charge you. That's probably the charge. Um, if I remember correctly, that's like a $150 fine, but I, and I'm pretty sure it's a misdemeanor, not the end of the world, but not good, you know, for somebody that just doesn't want to wear a mask. Um, and I have some interesting other laws in the state of Virginia I want to point out, which kind of will bring us to the main point of what we're talking about here with how our governor is trying to turn our state into a communist one. But there's actually a law in the state of Virginia. It is 
1-800-422-4422. And it's talking about it's illegal to wear face coverings in the state of Virginia. It is actually a class six felony. Mind you, if you read this law, it does make a clause for, say, wearing a medical mask. So you're like, okay, why are you mentioning this? It's, you know, well, if you read the executive order, he does not want us wearing medical masks. We're supposed to leave them for the uh, professionals. That's what, is he, that's what he's asking for. That's what he's saying. Basically, they want us to wear scarves and um, bandanas and, and ridiculous stuff like that. I'm about half tempted to buy a Darth Veda mask and wear that. But the deal is, that's a class six felony. That's pretty funny. And the thing is, I didn't see anything in the executive order that just that voided that. So what I'm getting at is, in the state of Virginia and most other states, it is a severe felony to wear, um, well, um, dwell committing a crime or in possession of a firearm. It is a serious crime to wear a mask, and um, Comrade Northam is a hater of our gun rights. Um, you have to know that by now. So the thing is, what I'm getting at is, in essence, he is making, if you carry a, a handgun and you're wearing a mask, that's a felony. Um, that's a serious crime in the state of Virginia, and I don't see where he put anything to protect us on that, which of course he didn't, because I think this is half the point. Um, so let's put it this way. I'm carrying my gun as I always do, and that which is legal. I have a concealed weapon license. I'm old enough. I'm not a felon. I'm well trained with it. I'm wearing a mask. I get stopped. They find out I have a gun. Well, I'm committing a felony because I'm wearing a mask and carrying a firearm. So I get charged. I'm a felon now. Now I'm not even allowed to carry a handgun or even own one, possess one. And then it goes the other way. If I'm not wearing a mask, I'm committing a misdemeanor, not a felony, but a lot of times, and I couldn't find the code in it, but when you commit a crime, whether it's a felony or misdemeanor, and you're in possession of a firearm, it usually adds uh, time to it. And so if I'm committing a misdemeanor and carrying a firearm, that's probably another felony charge right there. Um, and even if it doesn't make you a felon to com to to um, with the misdemeanor. The thing is, what you've got to remember with this is right now it's a misdemeanor to not wear a mask, but it's gonna end up being a felony, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because they're saying that if you don't wear a mask, you're putting people's lives in danger. Um, you're not only putting your life in danger, you're putting everyone else's life in danger. So in essence. You not wearing a mask means you could kill millions of people because this disease is so deadly it kills billions of people a minute. You're a terrorist. You're, you're no better than an ISIS blowing up a cafe for not wearing a mask. Um, in essence, your face is a weapon of mass destruction. Um, now, some people, I might not argue that, but um, that's pretty far-fetched, isn't it? But that's what they're going to say. So under that, I'm not wearing a mask. I don't know if any of you are familiar with Comrades Northam's red flag with the guns, where if they feel that you're a danger to yourself or others, they can take your firearms away. Uh, they don't need a warrant. They don't need uh, anything, really. 
that's what's going to happen here. So I refuse to wear a mask. So that makes me means I'm insane because I want to commit suicide because this virus is so deadly. Not wearing a mask, I'm going to catch it. And on top of that, I'm, I'm so evil that I'm spreading all my germs and killing hundreds of thousands of people. So they're going to have to take my guns away. This is what he's doing. Um, remember something. This uh, To you that don't really follow this stuff, I have to tell you that I've been after our governor for a while. There was over 100,000 people that actually signed a petition. I was one of them to have him removed from office. And this is when he was trying to do all those gun shenanigans not too long ago. But keep in mind, we were trying to get him out of office before this anyone even heard of coronavirus. I had signed that petition months before that, or at least a month before it. Um, I'm trying to remember the date. It might have been last year I signed it. I, th I think that it was. It was probably around Christmas. But um, that being said, he is, he is after your guns. He's after my guns. And he will use this corona to take all our rights away. And that's a really good way for him to enact his anti-gun legislation and so on and so forth. And hey, just so you know... Um, on top of everything I just told you, and you know how the state's been shut down and a lot of businesses have been shut down and all this stuff. You know, the whole time this has been, they've still been doing their um, – he's still been in office. I, I mean not like – you know, but like um, they've been passing laws. Laws have been being passed this whole time. You think that during this you know, deadly outbreak, they'd be hiding in a bunker, but instead they're actually passing laws – and pushing their agenda, which just proves all the more what I'm saying is true. You know, how in the world are you going to be working on all these laws and meeting with um, lawmakers and stuff when, um, you know, this deadly killer virus is killing everybody? Um, but um, it's really hard for the citizenry to fight this when they had a shutdown um, because, you know, it's crippled us. I mean, it's hard to get a, a roll of toilet paper, let alone go to Richmond and protest all these laws or, you know, um, a lot of this, you've heard me talk about it in my last episode, is, is, the, is a red heron if I ever seen it. You know, they've been using this virus as a huge distraction to work their agenda. But you have to remember that getting rid of citizens with uh, firearms is a huge factor in socialism. There are no socialist countries that allow the citizens, except for the elite, to have firearms, let alone like it is in the Constitution where it says, Second Amendment, a well-regulated um, militia. The thing is, that's, you don't, that word is about treason in a socialistic country. It doesn't work. Socialism and the Second Amendment do not mix. It's like oil and water. And so that being said, it's a very important for him to get rid of all the firearms in the state of Virginia. And he's doing a really good job. And he's using this, this corona deal as a, um, as a catalyst to, to just move it on up. And he's doing a – got to give him credit. He's doing a great job. Um, but so that's that's where we're at with the masks. Um, and I don't know as well if you had heard, but Order 51 was also revised. Um, it actually took me a little bit of reading and research to figure out what was revived because, um, you know, I am not a lawyer. And the thing is, and if you know anything about laws, 
The thing is, the stuff is its own language in itself. And the thing is, if you don't have a degree in it or you don't work with the stuff, it can, to a layman, be a little bit, you know, throw you for a loop. But, you know, I read it and then I read the revived one. I couldn't really find any differences until I actually was like, you know what? Basically, the reason he revived it was because of the date. And the date, I believe, was the 10th of June. And if you look at these two documents, they're exactly the same, except there's no end date on the new one, the revised one. So in other words, the state of emergency, Executive Order 51, is open-ended. It, it, it goes on to till whenever he decides to shut it off. There is no end date. And just so you know, that's what people like me have been saying the whole time. I was like, he's going to get real close to that end date, and he's going to extend it. I was like, I promise you he will. I'm just shocked that he didn't put an end date on his revised one. There's probably some legal clause or reason that he didn't, but he didn't. He left it ended open. He, he left it opened. So basically, we are in a state of emergency indefinitely. And so that definitely helps all his other agenda that we're just talking about because the thing is, this mass thing is going to cause a lot of problems. And he knows that. And like I just went through with making all the gun owners and carriers, or especially the ones that carry in public, um, felons, that's not something that you're going to accomplish within two weeks. The, for that agenda to work, it's going to have to be enacted for quite some time. The thing is, I mean, just using myself as an example, I mean, I seldom get stopped for anything. I, I mean, I'm a good citizen. So, you know, the only way that this would work is if I got stopped. Of course, obviously not wearing a mask, which I don't plan on wearing one unless I have to to get in a store, um, might increase those, um, those odds. Which, But still, the, the, our, our beloved police force, and I actually mean that sincerely, they have so much to do. Them trying to enforce people not wearing masks, I mean, that's about the, that's going to be hard on them. Um, I feel, t and then you know, a lot of them aren't even going to want to wear a mask themselves, let alone enforce something as, as ridiculous and as unconstitutional as this. Um, but the thing is, but it's going to be enforced, and um, but it's going to take time. This thing, this will take. This could take several years, but that's why he keeps on underlining in his speeches. He's kind of like, I don't really see an end in sight. He's kind of putting it out there that this thing could go on for years and it's going to take years to enact what they're trying to do. That's why I'm talking to you folks is because I'm trying to encourage civil disobedience and um, resistance to this. Um, and now, just to clarify, when I say that, I'm not talking about violence and committing real felonies. Um, I'm talking about rebelling against this stuff. I was, I was talking to somebody the other day and I looked at him, and I, I actually it was my mother and my sister, and I made the statement that me and my brother are both criminals. And my sister and my mother just looked at me like, you guys are criminals? Like, they were, like, shocked. Like, what do you mean? And I'm like, yes, I'm actually a criminal. Me and my brother went to church during the pandemic. That was illegal. We're criminals. So um, that's a criminal of the worst degree. I go to church. But... Um, you understand what I'm getting at? The thing is, I'm a criminal because I practiced 
the the uh, First Amendment, which um, really this is when I get furious. That amendment, men have died for. Our servicemen have died for that right. For the first, well, for all the amendments, but for the First Amendment is one of the most important amendments. In the Constitution, and our piece of trash, comrade governor, is taking that away from us. And I tell you what, if that ain't enough to make you mad, I don't even know if you're American. You might just be a communist too. But I'm going to tell you what. All the, look at the casualties. Go and look at all the people who have died in this country for those rights. And you're just going to give it up? Because you're scared of getting the flu? You're a coward in the first degree. I'm going to tell you something. That infuriates me. I look at the Vietnam Wall. I've been to the D-Day Memorial. And you fools are going to throw away those rights in fear. That, that makes me irate. And you're going to let this piece of trash governor take it from us. And the whole Democratic Communist Party. It's an outrage. It's a corona outrage. And I tell you what. I hope to encourage my fellow Americans to stand against this rubbish. I tell you what. I couldn't be so mad. Fools. Fools and cowards submitting to this. Oh yeah, your health is going to be okay wearing a mask. Oh, I give me a break. And just so you know, the wearing of scarves, masks, and all that rubbish is about the most unhealthy thing you can do. I don't know if anyone knows this, but we breathe in oxygen, but we breathe out carbon monoxide. So in other words, you're breathing in. I've, I've talked to about a hundred people that said since they started wearing these damnable masks, they're getting horrible headaches. Of course they are. Between the, um, and I think that's half his plan too. The thing is, you know what? If you're weak in health, if you have health issues and you're wearing one of them damnable masks, you're hurting your heart. You're putting strain on your heart. And the thing is, just so you know, there's been thousands of people who have died of heart attacks since this virus has come out in the news. And it's not because their hearts were necessarily the worst. It's the stress, the strain, and the fear is so intense that people that maybe aren't in the best of health, it kills them. And the thing is, so now you put a mask on them that's restricting their oxygen to their brain, the heart, and all the other organs – you're killing the, they're killing the people. I, I hope that you see that we are under attack. If you are a free American, know, know that your rights, your liberties are under attack. And the thing is, they're doing it so sly and so clever. A lot of the sheeple out there don't even realize it. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's an outrage. Um, I, 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 about, I about don't even want to say anything more because I might start saying bad words. But um, back to the storyline, this is an open-ended deal. And uh, if you, um, there's, no, there's no end in sight. And so that gives him license to enact any more of his stupid laws. And like I said, it's a class one misdemeanor right now. But when it's all said and done, it'll be a serious felony. You know, what are you in for? Oh, I murdered somebody. What are you in for? I raped somebody. What are you in for? I didn't wear a mask. <gasps> you didn't wear a mask? You murdering sicko. Um, ridiculous. So we got an open-ended deal. The thing is, I have a feeling that it might end after the um, November elections, though. And, but the truth being told, 
with him holding a grip like this, and this is what we've been saying all along, I don't know that we're going to have an election. Uh, and I think that's the whole point. And I'm sure you all have heard about the, um, I don't know the, the act or the law exactly, but the thing is, if um, and this has never happened before, but if a president goes out of office, and remember, um, after that time period, our president will be out of office because his term is over. So if there is no election, his term is over. He's out. His vice president cannot take office because he's out as well. Their term is over. That leaves a power vacuum that would be filled by the Speaker of the House. And the Speaker of the House is my girlfriend and love, Nancy Pelosi. How would you like her to be the President of the United States? Now, if that's not one of the most scary things I've ever heard of, but the thing is, that's what all this is about, is them taking power so they can enact their socialistic agenda. And this is a good way to do it. Um, we have a lot of adversaries, the conservatives and the Republicans. But I'm going to tell you, um, we have a lot of allies and there's a lot of people that are on our side and that are fighting. It's the problem is the Americans that are just kind of letting things be. The status quo is okay. I'm telling you guys, you got to wake up. You got to wake up. Um, you know, if you want to scare yourself, I told you about it in my last episode, go read some Russian history. You don't want to live in a communist socialist state. It's not a good place. Um, I've told you about that bumper sticker I used to see during the Obama administration. It says socialism isn't cool. And I always, that always stood out to me because it is, it's just like you guys are acting like, yeah, oh man, socialism, socialism's cool. Socialism is not cool. If, um, mass starvation, mass unemployment, um, death camps and ethnic cleansing sound appealing to you, then I would recommend you go to the Congo or something. But man, this is America. We don't want that. Um, I sure don't want it. You know, um, you don't know what you have till you, till it's gone, they say, but I'm going to tell you, you need to, you know, despite everything that's going on right now, you need to walk outside, you know, I don't know if you own your house or you rent your house, but, you know, do you, do you live in a nice place? I mean, I live in a nice place. It's no mansion, but I live in a nice house. I have nice vehicles. I have great friends. There's about a million places I love to eat restaurants. I got good neighbors. I have a wonderful church. I have a beautiful family. This, there is so many people, and I can actually go to the store. And for the most part, I can walk through Walmart, and pretty much anything I want, I can buy. Not saying I buy can buy everything, but if there's something I really want, I can buy it. Um, I can do the same thing at a lot of stores. Um, and if I can't afford it, I can still probably acquire it. If I save some money or borrow some money or whatever, you can. What I'm saying is, in this great country that we live in, you can have everything you want. You just have to be willing to work really hard for it, and and to go after it. That's the only requirement. Why would you want to give that up? Most of the people that want to give that up are the people that don't have anything because they're lazy and stupid um, and have no common sense. Because the thing is, yeah, if you're on food stamps and you live in Section 8, you're like, yeah, man, I'd love socialism. I'd make more money. Well, how about you actually get a job, stop abusing alcohol and drugs, 
and um, breaking the law and actually go out and do something with your life. And you might find that with some, some blood, sweat, and tears that you can have everything that you ever wanted or needed. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, oh, man, I'm sorry. I, I must have the coronavirus. You probably better stop uh, listening to this program because I heard that it's um, the coronavirus is contagious through radio waves. But whatever. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, you know, this is a great country. We need to keep it great. Mr. Trump is draining the swamp. And I'm going to tell you something. There isn't just crocodiles in there. There are some sharks. And I think, I honestly think we might have found Leviathan. Um, so, you know, we're in for it to try to make this country um, not go over to that side. But, I, hey, I wanted to, to get, go through all those mask rules with you and all that stuff. So we are going to end this for today. Um, hopefully next week I'll do my second, third installment of We the People 2020. Um, thank you for listening and God bless you and God bless America.